Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody, yeah. It's the weekend Brothers, sisters won't see me again Gonna watch these grown men all over each other They can be strangers, but I love them more than my mother If you hear me for the big story Gentlemen, welcome to Chair Shot NFL. That's right, my name is PC Tony, and you are listening to Chair Shot NFL right here on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head, and that's what I'm going to be doing today. I'm going to run down week one for you. I'm going to give my preseason division winner picks. We're also going to talk a little fantasy football, and I'm going to give you the three locks of the week, betting-wise. So glad to be back. Lord Football is back upon us. It is up on us. It is Thursday afternoon. You are listening to Chairshot NFL. You can follow us at 
that very Twitter handle at chairshot n f l. I'm so excited to be here. I uh, little background, just in case some of you may not know, be listening to a chairshot uh, network podcast for the first time. This is a brand new NFL podcast we're having. My name is PC Tunney. You can follow me at PC Tunney. I am born and raised in Milwaukee. I am a gigantic Green Bay Packers fan. I haven't missed a game since Brett Favre came in for Don Mikowski against the Cincinnati Bengals and led the comeback victory. I believe that was 1992. So I was not quite a teenager then, but since then I have just grown to love the game in general of football, especially on a professional level. The college game, not so much, but that's a conversation for a different day. We're here to talk NFL. And folks, you won't be just listening to me every week. I'm just getting this thing kicked off here, the inaugural episode. But Christopher Platt and Ray Cash will be with me, as always, talking sports with us here, doing the NFL. We're going to try and get a plethora of others that we have on the Chairshot Radio Network and other friends of the network as well, considering it's such a national landscape that it's easier to get the, the gist of fandom in each particular area and i got a bunch of people i can reach out to we're gonna get big dave in here guy lives in california grew up washington dc he's got both coasts covered right we got the balaz brothers up in new jersey covering the new york scene i'll probably hit up joey bag of donuts for some pittsburgh information chris platt he's always got you covered in cleveland and down in the atl Ray Cash, Baltimore Ravens fan, but lives down in Houston. We got people all over the place. Patrick O'Dowd, Middle America, Illinois, St. Louis kind of guy. I'm sure he is going to have a fun season with his Bears. Not. <laughs> Bears still suck. Sorry, I'm a Packer fan, folks. I can be, I can, I can be non-biased when it comes to betting, but when it comes to fandom. Go Pack Go, baby. So that's where my perspective is coming from. But don't think that I'm going to let that cloud my judgment when it comes to money and making money picks here on Chairshot NFL. So I can't wait to get that going. Before we get started, though, I would like to get one thing off my chest regarding fantasy football. And I want everybody to listen. And it's too late this year, but you need to listen for next year. Do your draft online. Don't get together. Unless you don't mind having a five-hour draft. If it's a group of people that you don't get to see a lot and you get together and it's more about hanging out than getting the draft done, five-hour, four-hour, three-hour, two-hour draft is fucking ridiculous. Let me tell you that right now. Your draft shouldn't take more than an hour and a half. Even if it's a 16-fucking-team auction league, it doesn't matter. You got to pay attention. Now, here's where the real pet peeve is, though. Who's doing their fantasy football drafts before the preseason even ends? Who's doing their fantasy football draft before the 53-man rosters even come out now? You should not be doing your fantasy football draft any earlier than after the 53-man. Likely, you shouldn't be doing it until Sunday or Monday of Labor Day weekend. You could even do it on a, on the Tuesday, right? Because the first game is the Thursday. It's just, it doesn't make sense to me. Too many things can happen. Too many people can get screwed over by unnecessarily having an early draft. It's just something that's avoidable, right? There's no reason, and until it happens to you, you probably go, oh, I don't know what the big deal is. Well, just wait. Keep having your draft early, and one of these days, not only your first-round pick, but likely your third and your seventh and your ninth-round picks, they're all going to get fucking hurt, and then you're not going to have them, and you're going to wish, man, this could have all been avoided if we just wouldn't have had premature draft elation. 
We don't need... Stop premature ejaculation, folks. Just stop and join me in the battle. Join me in the fight against premature ejaculation. Let... Hell no, we won't draft until after Labor Day. That's a fact. All right. Anyway, now that I got that premature ejaculation, stop it. Stop it. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to ChairShot NFL, ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. Lord Football is back, and with it, I shall return shortly for some Week 1 picks. Stay tuned. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. PC Tunney here with you Thursday afternoon. Chairshot NFL is the show you're listening to. You can follow that at Chairshot NFL. You can listen to it every week on Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. You can find Chairshot Radio Network obviously on the Chairshot.com, but on all of your favorite streaming platforms. I really like to just go ahead and uh, get in there on Spotify. I got it all set up. Chairshot Radio Network. I'm scrolling down. I can catch every single great show that's on there right in the feed. From Bandwagon Nerds to the Chair Shot 5x5s to Greg DeMarco Show, DWI Podcast, Outsider's Edge, Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Uh, the list goes on and on. Who, who am I missing here? Uh, Talking the Cake. You got uh, We got a Star Wars podcast, New Force Order. I'm missing somebody. Oh, Down the Wire with, with, with uh, Dave and Tom Wirtz. If I'm missing you, you know, Attitude of Aggression's in there with specials and just all sorts of wonderful podcasts, sports, entertainment, and that sports entertainment, also known now once again as pro wrestling, uh, right there. Chair shot. Don't forget, folks. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Everybody likes to go out for these games, these parties, get together, show off, show up in a chair shot T-shirt. Have people asking you, where the hell did you get? That's really cool. Where'd you get that? Be the life of the party. All right. Get it in soft style. Your epidermis will thank you. They make a great gift as well. I guarantee it. All right. Let's get into it. NFL, week one, Lord Football is back. And like Bob Costas said, you're excited. Feel these nipples tonight. We get it all going with the defending, reigning NFL champion, Los Angeles Rams, hosting who many believe is the favorite, to win, including Las Vegas, I believe, to win the Super Bowl this year and take that next step, the Buffalo Bills, because nobody cycles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Them fans up there are nuts, man. They go all WWE up there, and I love it. They're jumping off of uh, truck beds onto tables, and they're just going wild up there. And I love it. It reminds me a lot of Green Bay. We're not necessarily jumping through tables. We've won championships. Maybe that's like their rain dance, their championship dance up there. They're trying to – but I think they got a shot. Josh Allen is a spectacular talent. Let me tell you that. This guy, he might be – uh, the guy you would want if you had the first pick in an NFL draft of everybody in the league. He might be over Patrick, over, I don't know. I don't know. This is going to be a really good game. It's always interesting, though, when you start off the beginning of the year because a lot of these guys don't play in preseason, right? So maybe, you know, they don't necessarily need that to get them going, but you always see teams kind of catch their strides week three, week four, some not till later, unfortunately. But 
I'm looking for a good game tonight. There's going to be so much talent on the field here tonight. I The Rams are catching two and a half at home, and let me tell you, I'll take that. I will take the, the Los Angeles Rams to go out and have a – I think adding a guy like uh, Allen Robinson to your team is going to be – the guy still can play. I think Matthew Stafford is a very good top-tier quarterback. I think they'll get the running game going. That's my only thing with Buffalo is their running game, right? How is that going to be this year? Because their running game last year was basically Josh Allen. When they needed short yardage situations, when they when they needed to pick up yards in short yardage situations, Singletary and, and Moss were not very effective. That's why I would look for Cook to probably go ahead and by the midway, maybe even earlier this season, getting the majority share of the carries, right? So there's a little fantasy input for you. If Cook's available in your league, go out and pick him up. I think he's going to be very, very good this year. That running game in L.A., I think they're going to get it going. Akers is coming back. He looks like he's healthy. He looks like they're going to put emphasis on that. I mean, obviously, Cooper Cup is one hell of a receiver. Proved it last year by having one of the greatest years in NFL history as a receiver on the field and fantasy-wise. So should be a very fun matchup tonight. Just top-notch teams here with top-notch talent getting out on the field. I will take the Rams, though, and I'd have to go, boy, that over-under is 52. That's a tough pick right there. Give me the points with the Rams, and I'll take the under tonight. All right, let's move on over to Sunday. Let's get you listed up with the noon games, or 1 o'clock Eastern. Pardon my centrality of Central Time (laughs) Zone-ish-ness. The New Orleans Saints head into the Atlanta Falcons week one. Saints are given 5.5 on the road, over under 42.5. I like the Saints this year. I really do. I think Jameis Winston has now been around and involved with that team, with that type of offense, with that roster for a while. I think he can stay healthy this year, eliminate a lot of the interceptions like he had been down in New Orleans, and continue to get better throwing the football and converting touchdowns as well. I like their roster. I like their defense. I I think they could do really good things this year. Give me the Saints on the road. Give me the over 42.5 in that game. Let's keep it moving here. Cleveland Browns. Chris Platt's own Cleveland Browns heading down to Carolina to take on the Panthers in what a matchup this week. Baker Mayfield gets to host his own team right off the bat. We got a lot of interesting matchups like this right off the bat this week. So kudos to the NFL. I think Baker Mayfield is a big upgrade over Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold just, it just never has really got it going the way people thought he could coming in uh, from USC and out of college. Christian McCaffrey being back is going to help this team. If he can stay healthy and effective, you're going to really look for a big season from possibly the Carolina Panthers. They have weapons on offense. How good can that defense be, though, is the question. DJ Moore is a phenomenal talent at receiver. I I would look for him to do great things fantasy football-wise this year. On the Cleveland side, what are you going to get from Jacoby Brissett is the question because you have good, talented targets there. I mean, Kareem Hunt out of the backfield is a very good receiving back. They picked up Amari Cooper. David Njoku has proven that he can go out and catch the ball and convert for yards and touchdowns. It's going to be interesting. Nick Chubb is obviously the workhorse. Miles Garrett, maybe one of the best defenders in the league. Obviously one of the best defenders in the league. Maybe the best defender in the league. That defense is no joke, but with a quarterback that's not... The quarterback that they have, Jacoby Brissett, this year is not anywhere near, I believe, as good as if they would have been able to keep Baker Mayfield. But once you go ahead and give that guaranteed contract to Deshaun Watson... Baker ain't sticking around, and we've seen what happened up there. It's really going to be interesting to see if Cleveland can hang on long enough to get Deshaun Watson back on the field 
with a viable chance to make the playoffs, right? Can they go 500? Can they go just around 500 through those beginning games of the suspension? I'm pretty sure it's 10 games. And what's Watson going to look like coming back then, right? Granted, he's going to have a lot of time to see film and see what his teammates doing on the field, how he can come in there and be better. But there's nothing like the real thing, baby, which means there's nothing like actually getting out there and being in the action to get yourself acclimated, especially with a new team, a new offense and such. So it's really going to be interesting to me to see if the Cleveland Browns can even make the playoffs this season. Chicago Bears taking on the San Francisco 49ers. And here's another couple of teams, young quarterbacks, how are they going to react? What's the quarterback room going to be like in San Francisco? Trey Lance, he's the starter, but Jimmy G's back on a one-year deal, right? Will Jimmy G be traded before the trade deadline this year? That's another interesting thing, right? The Niners didn't obviously get offered what they wanted to move Jimmy G, and they thought, you know what? If Lance ends up stinking up the joint for the first two, two to three to four games, there's Jimmy G. We know he can put him in there, and we know he can be successful if he's healthy and on the field with this team. He's proven it year in and year out when he's on the field. 49ers, though, unbelievably talented team defensively, offensively. You talk about Kittle. You talk about Debo Samuel back in the fold. Talk about uh, the the very young rookie running back in San Francisco. And I'm trying to not get his name wrong because I always get him and the guy from um, Elijah Mitchell. I always want to say Javante Williams just because they're two really good up-and-coming running backs. We'll talk about Javante Williams in a minute here. But I think Elijah Mitchell stays healthy. The key to everything in the NFL is health, right? Most professional sports, that is. But it seems like the NFL more than not, so many injuries all the time. But this should be a really great, interesting year for the Niners, depending on their quarterback play. Flip it over to Chicago Bears' side. Man, what do they got? Darnell Mooney on offense? That's about it. And Justin Fields, I, I don't really believe in Cole Komet and the rest of that receiving core. Granted, David Montgomery is solid in the backfield. I think the Bears are not going to even be close to 500 this year. Maybe Fields takes a step forward, but man, I just don't, I didn't see them make a whole lot of things different about that team to say, hey, we're going to come out and compete for the division this year. Because when you're under 500, when you're not making the playoffs, your first goal has to be win your division, win your division games, right? It starts there. You can't do anything except start in on the division. Otherwise, you get a too broad of scope of what you're trying to accomplish there. So I don't know. I don't believe in the Bears. I like the Niners. I like Trey Lance. But I would really be weary of the receivers in San Francisco early on. Who to start, who to sit. Obviously, Kittle and Samuel, you're going to start. They're studs, right? They've been out there. They've proven it. I think they still get their numbers. But as far as guys like Ayuk and moving on down the line, it's going to be a really a crapshoot to me to see who is going to be clicking with Trey Lance in that offense in San Francisco. So just things to think about. Niners, given seven on the road, I, a lot of home dogs this week. I'm going to take the Niners. I just think the Bears are not that good still. 40 and a half is the over-under. Give me the over. I think there might be some points scored. Maybe uh, offense overtakes defense early on with, with the lack of cohesion from not having all these players on the field during preseason. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But that's going to be my pick right there. Give me the Niners. Lay in the seven points. I'm going to go over 40 and a half. Steelers, Bengals, division game right off the bat. Big, big game. That is such an up-in-the-air division. You got the Steelers, the Bengals, the Browns, and the Ravens, man. It's it's like 
it's the new black and blue division, right? It used to be the NFC Central slash North, but I mean, these guys just get in there, and every time you have a divisional matchup, it's a banger. Trubisky's your quarterback in in Philadelphia. I'm not sure, or in in, in Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, Trubisky in Pittsburgh. I'm not sure how that's going to go for them. It's going to be interesting. It's a new era. You don't have Ben back there who can stand and take the hits, stay in the pocket, fling the ball over the field. Smith Schuster's gone. I love their running back in Najee Harris. Mike Tomlin is allergic to going under 500, apparently. The guy is maybe one of the best head coaches of all time. I love that team, but it's going to be interesting to see how these new targets gel. A Fryermuth, a Johnson, a Claypool with Trubisky. Kenny Pickett, will he see the field this year? I guess it's going to depend on how well Trubisky does. Sip of water for the working man right now. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh. There goes the cap. All right, folks, bear with me. Week one. We got week one troubles over here. We're going to have to adjust the offense here. Omaha. Omaha. No, I'm kidding. Bengals. I, I don't know. Do they have that Super Bowl hangover, or do they pick up where they left off on such a hot streak to end the year? I mean, they looked so good. If they could have that offensive line bolstered up, I mean, obviously, if so many weapons, Joe Burrow is a stud. He's just a guy that you know is going to come in there with the confidence, the cool, the calm, collective nature. Of a, of a stone cold assassin speaking of stone cold obviously jamar chase is is phenomenal joe mixon won a top tier running back you got tyler boyd plenty of targets out there for burrow so i i can see this bengals team continuing to put the offensive numbers up this year will they win the close games they did last year though is the question i'll take a proven offense in cincinnati laying six and a half points to take down the steelers over 44 and a half i think you're going to see a lot of points scored in this game Let's keep it rolling once again. We're going to move over to Detroit, who's hosting Philadelphia. I like Philadelphia this year. I like Jalen Hurts to take a big step forward. Bringing a guy like A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith getting comfortable in the offense in the second year. Dallas Goddard got paid. He's comfortable. He's ready to go. Can Miles Sanders stay healthy? You got to gain well behind him. Guys of that nature, an interesting running back uh, combination for the Eagles, but Mainly, I think that defense is really tough. Sirianni's got it going on up there. They're taking on the Detroit Dan Campbells, the kneecap eaters, the the, the three toes, and a, and a one-ass-cheek motherfucker, right? <laughs> He's entertaining, to say the least. And I'll tell you what, they, they got something going on that's better than what they've had up there in Detroit. But Philly's a tough team this year. Philly's a real tough team this year. I like Philly on the road, laying the four points. Give me, oh boy, I'll take the under 48-and-a-half here. Fantasy football-wise, guys, let me tell you something. Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be a top-five fantasy football receiver this year. There you go. I'd still stay away from that Detroit backfield. I'd not in love with Hawkinson or Goff. But on the other side, yeah, give me Jalen Hurts. Give me an A.J. Brown. You know, give me a Dallas Goddard. Really liking that. Give me the Philly defense. Give me their kicker as well, who's a really good kicker. Uh, that's where I'm looking fantasy-wise. Betting-wise, Taking the road uh, favorite again. Okay, Houston Texans. Here's another home dog. They're catching seven points at home against the Indianapolis Colts, who, boy, oh, boy, did they piss it away last year. That's why I like them coming out this year with a proven quarterback who looks to be healthy, who can lean on an excellent running game. Maybe subpar receivers out there in Indianapolis, but I think Matt Ryan and the Colts get it done on the road. I think they come out with a vengeance because of the way they finished last year, angry and upset about that. That Colts team has a solid defense. Now, don't look past the Texans from having good, viable fantasy football options. Damian Pierce in the back, Damian Pierce in the backfield, 
and and the quarterback uh, Davis Mills throwing to Brandon Cooks should be a good combination, right? Don't look past the Houston Texans to put up solid numbers in doing so. So I like the Colts more than a touchdown winner here, probably 10 to 13 points, and give me the over 45 and a half because both teams can move the ball up and down the field. Patriots, Dolphins, New England heading down to Miami, and it's a tale of two quarterbacks here with these two teams inside of one this northeast, uh, this this eastern AFC division. Apologize. Can Tua step up with targets now, like a Tyreek Hill coming in there, right? You got decent running backs, Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert behind you. Can Tua be the guy to take this team to the playoffs, right? Everybody's looking at Miami, going, this should be an uptick year for them. I want to see the proof in the pudding. I also want to see what's going to happen in New England. They they haven't really decided. They've been wish-washy with the offensive play calling and everything else. I don't think it's a great thing uh, for the young quarterback there, but we'll have to see what happens. I mean, I, I got to tell you, I'm not a fan of either of these teams this year doing a whole heck of a lot. I, I don't see either of them making the playoffs. I'll be honest with you. I think this could be Belichick's last year maybe. Maybe he's he's done. I don't know. That's just what I'm looking at. I do like a guy like Devontae Parker coming in there and being the main pass catcher, though. I can tell you that fantasy football-wise. Down in Miami, it's hard to tell. I wouldn't have anybody on my team except for Tyreek Hill. Gasecki's an interesting option. A lot of people are banking on Tua. They think they can go out there and do a lot of good things, but I'm not necessarily sure that that's the case for the Miami Dolphins. I want to see it first. I want to see what happens there, but I don't know. Like I said, Tua and Mac Jones, they got a lot to prove to me this year. We'll see what happens. The Dolphins, they're giving three and a half at home. Give me the home team. Give me under 46 points. Give me Miami, land three and a half, under 46. We got two more noon games to get to, folks. The Ravens heading to New York. Technically, I believe that stadium's in New Jersey. To take on the Jets. Give me the Ravens. This this Jets team is, is not going to be good. You think they are. They're all bolstered up again. You got Flacco for at least the first three games. That's not helping anything. You have an unproven offensive line that couldn't run the ball last year. I know you got Brees Hall in there and everything else. And some decently talented wide receivers. But I just don't see it happen with Joe Flacco. And to be honest with you, the Ravens, they're going to be rock stars this year. The Ravens are going to be really fucking good again this year. That defense, Lamar Jackson has something to prove. Rashad Bateman, I'm looking for him to take a step forward. I'm looking for the running backs to stay healthy this year. And you know, anytime you got one of the best tight ends in the league, you got a good chance with Lamar Jackson under center. So give me Baltimore crushing the Jets. I don't know if you want to take the extra Zuby Dooby line where you can get even more odds on it. Uh, but plus seven, I, I would do the correction points. I'd give, I'd give up to 13 and a half. I think easy two touchdown winner for Baltimore under 44 and a half there. The Jacksonville Jaguars heading up the coast to take on the Washington Cobra Kai Commanders. I, what a stupid name. What a stupid logo. What a stupid owner, by the way, too. Uh, <laughs> they deserve Carson Wentz, who I think is going to be absolutely horrible. I like the Jaguars. I think Doug Peterson comes in there. I, 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 think, I think they can take a step forward on the offensive side. Trevor Lawrence has got to move a step ahead. Travis Etienne being healthy can really help this team. I like Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk on this team. I think they get better defensively. Give me Jacksonville on the road here, catching two and a half points, and give me the under 44. I think we're going to see 
a lower scoring game there. So folks, those are the noon games this week. We're going to take a quick break. When I come back, we'll run through the afternoon games. We'll get the Sunday night and Monday night game. This is Chairshot NFL. My name is PC Tunney right here, Chairshot Radio Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Don't forget about prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Check it out. Grab yourself a Chairshot t-shirt. You will be the life of the party, I guarantee it. They make a great gift as well. Do not forget about that. All right, right. Let's get right into it. Afternoon games, Sunday afternoon, about four, four thirty-ish, Eastern games. I'm going to start right away with my green and gold heading to Minnesota. Never like to start the season in Minnesota. Never like to play in Minnesota in general. But I do believe the Packers maintain their firm hold on this division this year. I, I'm not going to pick them to lose any games. They're catching. They're giving a point and a half, all right? I, I I, think the Packers are going to be better than people think. I think that defense is going to be even more solid, even more dynamic, even less bend than break this year. And, and offensively, I think the loss of Devontae Adams is going to force teams to have to cover the entire field. Rodgers is going to distribute that ball. There's going to be catches made. Somebody's got to catch the ball. I think Sammy Watkins is a sleeper on the fantasy football side. You look at a guy like Alan Lazard being out this week. You look for someone to step up and be like, this is a guy who having had stayed healthy in his, this is a guy who is like a 1200 yard, 10 touchdown guy coming out of college. He's had those seasons the Buffalo, right? He can be that guy. He just needs to stay healthy because the talent is there for Sammy Watkins. So I think Aaron Rodgers leans on him. I'd look for Robert Tunyon coming back looking really good. This is a guy who was an upper echelon fantasy tight end when he went down. Lots of touchdowns there for him. Also, guys, A.J. Dillon should be held in high regard as a number three or four running back for you on your team, depending on what you do with your flex, right? Aaron Rodgers already said, expect Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon to both have 50 catches this year. Like, you could start both of those guys in on your team. They're both going to get numbers. They're both going to have touchdowns. They're both going to get lots of yards from the line of scrimmage. So that way, I, I love that fantasy-wise to be able to grab a few different guys that you might not be thinking about. Let's talk about Minnesota Vikings. Dalvin Cook is always top-tier running back. Justin Jefferson may be the best running back in the league. You can say what you want about Kirk Cousins, but the guy can throw a football and read a defense. He is, man... I would say he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I'm not going to sit here and play that game like we used to on three-man weave, naming 10 quarterbacks better than Kirk Cousins. But easily he is better than the – he's easily in the top 50 percentile, right? He's top 16 for sure. There is easily 16 teams in the NFL that would gladly have Kirk Cousins over the quarterback they have right now. That is a guarantee. 
Adam Thielen is still there. Minnesota can play well at home. I'll take the Packers. I'll go over 47. I think there's going to be a bunch of points scored in this game. Just because I feel early on the offense has the the advantage over the defense. That, that's the way I'm going to roll with that one. Let's keep it going here. Let's head down to Arizona. The Cardinals taking on the Chiefs. Boy, oh boy, the Chiefs and the Cardinals. Both these teams are in two of the toughest divisions in football this year. I really, really do believe that. I've heard people say the Chiefs might not make the I think that's a really dumb thing to say. The Chiefs won't make the playoffs. I know Tyreek Hill is gone, but they picked up a guy named Juju Smith-Schuster. They do have really other good talent on that team. Uh, Nicole Hardman. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is going to be there. I'd look for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, I believe they added J.D. McKissick as well for the passing game. But I'd look for Alaire to have a good year. I think he's an underrated play for fantasy football this year. I would really like him. On the Cardinals side, boy, oh, boy, if you believe in stashing people for the middle of the season who are coming off of injury or suspension. DeAndre Hopkins is a guy flying under the radar. You won't have him for the first six weeks, but I do believe he's going to come back hungrier and healthier than ever. It's going to be interesting. Can this Cardinals team finish a season? Kyler Murray's got his money. He's got weapons on offense. He's got an innovative head coach. Can this defense stay solid throughout the year? Can the offense stay consistent throughout the year for them to finish a season and make the playoffs? It's always tough inside of that division. Chiefs at Cardinals this week. Cardinals catching six points. I like the Chiefs winning a close game, so give me the Cardinals and the points at home. And give me under 53 and a half this week there. Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders against the Los Angeles Chargers. I didn't fuck that up. You know how many people want to say Oakland Raiders and San Diego Chargers. I'll probably still do it this year. But for week one, I got it right. The Las Vegas Raiders. I think the Chargers are going to be really good this year. Justin Herbert could be in that MVP conversation. You add a guy like Khalil Mack. You get guys back in the secondary that you didn't have last year that are absolute just stone-cold assassins on defense. I mean, where am I at here? Pardon me looking through my notes, folks. But Derwin James. Derwin James is back, and that guy is a stud and a half. I really like this, the, the Los Angeles Chargers this year. Give me a week one victory against the Raiders, who I think are going to be solid, but that division's going to be tough. I'll take the Chargers, given three points. Give me under 52. I don't like the Raiders running game, folks. I, I would stay away from Jacobs. Waller's an interesting play. He kind of sat out the preseason looking for a new deal, but looks like he's ready to go. Obviously, he's going to get less double coverage than he has in the past, right? He was the main asset there, the big pass catcher. With guys like Hunter Renfro, you bring in Devontae Adams is going to get his. And you're going to see an immediate rapport between him and Carr. I mean, obviously, if you don't know already, these guys are best friends. They really are. If you read some of the stories and things they went through and everything else, they're very close. And you can understand why a guy like Adams would want to get out of an uncertain situation at quarterback in Green Bay like it was. I don't blame him at all being a Packer fan. I wish him the best. I still don't know, though, if he's going to be the guy that gets them over that hump. So... Fantasy football-wise, Justin Herbert, love it. If you got an Eckler, make sure you got a Spiller. Look for Josh Palmer also on the Chargers. If he's a guy that's not picked up in your league, he could be really good this year, picking up some targets from an aging Keenan Allen. Raiders-wise, like I say, try and stay away from Jacobs. But pick-wise, give me the Chargers. Land the three points. I want to go under 52 in this game. The New York football Giants heading down to Tennessee to take on the Titans. I think A.J. Brown is a big loss for the Titans. 
I know you replaced him with Robert Woods and you got a Traylon Burks there. Hopefully Derrick Henry stays healthy. That's the key to the Tennessee team is being able to run the football at will and play good defense. That's Vrabel. I do like them to beat the Giants. I don't think the Giants are getting better. I don't know what's going on with these New York football teams, but neither of them seem to be trending upward for me. I do like Saquon Barkley back this year and being healthy. Um, I, I think that the time that he's had away uh, to get away, to get the time he's allowed himself to get further away from that injury timeline wise, the better he's going to be more confident he's going to be. So with not a ton of talent on the offensive side, Look for Saquon Barkley to be the guy that gets the numbers there in New York. Uh, he's been a play for me in fantasy football. I have him, I believe, on both of my fantasy football teams. So I'm looking for that, a value play, late round, less dollar-wise and in a salary cap. But I wouldn't touch anybody else on the Giants. That receiving core has been wildly inconsistent. That's I, It's two ugly fantasy football teams to me. Not in love with either of them fantasy football-wise, besides Saquon Barkley staying healthy, happy, consistently productive this year. Give me Tennessee at home, given the 5.5. Give me undy 40, undy. Give me under 43.5 with a possible rain situation there in Tennessee. All right, folks, we got two more games to talk about. Let's kick it up. Sunday night football right there on NBC. The Dallas Cowboys hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Great storylines for these teams, right? I mean, Dallas, the injury on the offensive line. Michael Gallup is out right now. But, folks, there's a guy I want to talk to you about fantasy football-wise. He's out for the first two to three weeks. But when he comes back, he's going to get targets, man. It's just him and CeeDee Lamb. I don't love their tight end. Obviously, Amari Cooper's gone. Dak Prescott will throw the football and will throw it with consistency, uh, successful consistency as well. That guy can play. Dak Prescott's another guy fantasy football-wise I'd look for. Tony Pollard. This guy is just a yardage machine. He looks at the football, and they pick up a first down. Look for him to have more fantasy football points than Ezekiel Elliott this year. That's right. I said it. Tampa Bay-wise, I don't love Leonard Fournette. Godwin and Evans are healthy. Great. I think this is Brady's last year. I don't know how great Tampa Bay does this year. There are usually never consecutive winners in that division. I like Dallas at home in this game, though. I'll tell you right now. I like Dallas at home. I think they're going to be able to run the ball early here on Tampa Bay. Give me the give me the home dog. I'll, I'll take the two and a half points, and I'll go over 51 in a shootout here. Dallas Cowboys, 1-0, big win against the Buccaneers to start the year. The final game, we talked about this. A lot of guys facing their old teams. Monday night football. Now... The announcers for Monday Night Football, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I like it. I enjoy them. Uh, Packer fans will even say that Troy Aikman doesn't, you know, he roots against them. It's all bullshit. These guys are doing their job, and I think they're really good at it. I can't wait. Monday Night Football, you know I'll be switching back and forth between Buck and Aikman, and we also have the Manning cast back. Love, love watching uh, Peyton and Eli with the guests on there for Monday Night Football. But the story of the evening is Russell Wilson returning to Seattle immediately. Let's just pull the Band-Aid off, get it over with. Russie the love mussy Wilson. The, the jinx for Serena, uh, by the way. You know he was in her box when he lost, when she lost. That's what she said. Um, shout out to Serena. That was amazing. Shout out to uh, Francis Tiafo, man. That guy's in the semis. Big win over Nadal. Straight set winner last night. Um, I, man, I hope he pulls it off. I love watching Tiafo play. He, he just 
just unabashed enthusiasm on the court. And that guy, he is tougher than nails. Sorry, a little sidestep, U.S. Open action going on. Great tennis, folks, if you, if you want to watch, if you need some entertainment in your life. Trust me, some great tennis being played up there in Flushing Meadows. Seattle this year, man, oh, man. Locke could not be, I can't believe he could not win that job. He could not get that job on Locke, could he? <laughs> Geno Smith is not a bad quarterback, folks. Geno Smith is not a great quarterback, but I don't think this is going to be a great team. I do like Rashad Penny, though, picking up some yards for them. You can pull DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I don't know how much their numbers are going to be as good as they have been with not having Russell Wilson there. These Broncos are going to be good. This was a ready-made team that just needed a very good quarterback. The the scuttlebutt all offseason was Aaron Rodgers. I told you he wasn't going anywhere. I hope you listened there. But I think Russell's going to have a big year. So much so that I have him in one of my fantasy football leagues. I like the value of Russell Wilson getting in there with a team where he doesn't have to do everything. I talk about a young uh, running back in San Francisco named Elijah Mitchell. Now I'll tell you about a young running back in Denver called Javante Williams, who's really got the goods up there. That two-headed monster, you got Melvin Ingram there picking up some carries, catching the ball in the backfield. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, great receiving combination there in Denver. I really like the Broncos to make the playoffs this year, and, and – this team could be as good as any, folks. I, I truly believe that. I truly do. It should be a really interesting. K, don't forget K.J. Hamler. Russell's going to move the ball around out there. They're going to pick up yards. The Broncos are going to win a lot of games. Let's lay the 6.5 points on the road Monday night. Give me over 44.5 as the Broncos route the Seattle Seahawks. And Seattle fans, I fortunately, I feel like that's what you're going to be in for this year. Is not a great season in Seattle. Could it be Pete Carroll's last? I couldn't tell you that folks is my week one analysis predictions, fantasy sits and, and starts there. Hopefully you pull a little fantasy information there. My big thing to you guys is if Michael Gallup is a free agent in your fantasy football leagues, grab him and stash him. He's on the, uh, you can put him on the IR. He's officially out. So it's a guy you don't have to, don't have to lose a roster spot for, but you can easily bring him in. He's a wide receiver too, fantasy football-wise. Easily, once he comes back, he's going to have a lot of air. So that's my big fantasy play for you guys, Michael Gallup. All right, let's take a break. I need a drink of water. When we come back, I'm going to give you my division winners for this season. Maybe you can go to the window and make some money early on before these lines start shifting towards what actually may happen out in Vegas. PC Tunney, you're listening to ChairShot NFL. Follow us at ChairShot NFL, ChairShot Radio Network. Always use your head. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, folks. Week one of the NFL. Week one of ChairShot NFL. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell the world. Shout it from the rooftops. Shout it from the hilltops to the mountainside, to the prairies, from sea to shining sea. ChairShot NFL is here to stay. And it won't just be PC Tony next week. We'll be bringing in some more of the crew. And like I said, we get that entire national perspective from the entire ChairShot Radio Network crew. And, and Mr. DeMarco himself right down there in Arizona. I forgot to mention him. We got all the corners covered, folks. 
Atlanta to Arizona to California to New Jersey to to Massachusetts to Illinois to Houston to Baltimore to Cleveland right here to the great state of Wisconsin. Okay, we got you covered, NFL. Now, let's give you some division winners that you can go to the window with early on and hopefully make some money with. I'm going to start in the American Football Conference, and let's get to it. I think the easiest pick, division winner-wise, is in the AFC East because nobody cycles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. This is a very good football team. This is a team that knows they can win. They're young, they're hungry, they're talented, and they may very well have the best quarterback in the NFL in Josh Allen. I would pick him to be your MVP. That's coming from an Aaron Rodgers guy. I got Josh Allen as MVP. I'll even give you that one. I'll give you that one too. The Buffalo Bills, 13-14 game winners this year, easily win this division. I don't see any of these other teams making the playoffs. I'm sorry, New England. Mac Jones. I'm sorry, Miami. Tua Tungavailoa. I, I don't got you. I don't have you winning nine games, either of you. Let's keep moving. AFC North, the division of Ray and Chris and Joey Bag of Donuts. The only thing we don't have in, on this network is a Bengals fan. We'll have to. If you're a Bengals fan <laughs> and you'd like to put your input here at Tearshot NFL, go ahead and DM me at PC Tunny. Who day? Well, they're the, they're the defending AFC champions. That's who they are. But I like the Baltimore Ravens to win this division. I like Baltimore to get back to being one of the most dominant teams in the NFL. John Harbaugh is an excellent football coach. Lamar Jackson is an excellent NFL quarterback. And I think this Baltimore Ravens defense will be excellent once again this year. I could see this whole division making the playoffs. Honestly, I don't know if that is actually mathematically possible considering schedule and everything. But it wouldn't be surprising. The only team at Cleveland is going to be a tough one. I don't know. I do have the Ravens winning the division. Cincinnati definitely making the playoffs. Cleveland's the tough one. Pittsburgh is also. I think Trubisky is going to be good over there, though. I think that, that Pittsburgh may win 10 games. Like we said, Mike Tomlin's allergic to going sub-500. AFC South, give me the Colts. Ah, They fucking screwed the pooch at the end of last season. But I think having Matt Ryan there and, and having that bitter, bitter taste in their mouths. This is a very good football team with a good head coach and a very, very good quarterback who I think is something to prove here. Give me the Colts winning this division. Give me the Jaguars taking a step forward. Give me the Texans being better than people thought, but not quite good enough to make the playoffs. And I see Tennessee regressing. I really do. I really, really do. AFC West, maybe the best division in the National Football League. You already heard me talk about it. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, those are the two guys I'm looking at in the NFL MVP race this year. I think the Chargers can be a fantastic football team. The Chargers might be the number one seed in all of football. The Chargers might win 14, 15 games this year. That's right. Austin Eckler is excellent. They got a good backup in, in, in Spiller. They bring in a guy named uh, young, young receiver in Palmer. You already got Allen and Williams. You got Khalil Mack and Derwin James coming back from injury. Look for this team to be really, really good. I like the Broncos to make the playoffs. I like the Chiefs to make the playoffs. I don't like the Raiders to win nine, even nine games this year. I'm sorry. I know they got better on the offensive side, but this division's so freaking hard. They could, they could be 0-6 inside the division, and that's, that's not, that's not. These could be really good games. This is a tough division, folks. Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. 
Derek Carr. I mean, but but I I don't I still don't think it's going to matter because I think the best quarterback in the division this year is Justin Herbert. I'm sorry, Patty. I'm sorry, Russie. I just think that's what it is. And give me the San Diego. <laughs> See, I told you I was going to do it, folks. I told you I was going to do it. Give me the Los Angeles Chargers to win this division. Okay, NFC time. NFC East. Oh, all you Cowboy fans, Stephen A. just has a field day with you guys, and I love it. I love it. I am not a big fan of the Dallas Cowboy fans or the Dallas Cowboys, but I see them making the playoffs this year. Not winning the division, though. This Philadelphia football team is for real. Jalen Hurts progresses this year with the help of A.J. Brown coming in. Hopefully they can get some kind of semblance of a a consistent running game. Can Miles Sanders stay healthy? Because this defense... I think this Philly defense is really good. Philadelphia Eagles, NFC East champions. NFC North, until someone can show me different that that anybody but Green Bay can win this division, I, I can't. I just can't. I don't think the Bears get much better. I think the Lions get better, but not a playoff team. I don't know about Minnesota. I really don't. I could see them winning seven games. I could see them winning 10 or 11 games. I, I It's hard to tell. Give me the Packers. I think that's probably the second easiest division winner pick. NFC South. Oh, man. I like the Saints. I think Jameis Winston coming out of the Kriba compound, spending some time with Platt and Kriba down there. That's an inside joke for y'all. I like Jameis Winston to stay healthy and get back to being one of the most dynamic passers in the NFL. I'll be honest with you. That guy can sling the football. Uh, Chris Olave is coming in there. I like Mike Thomas to come in and look more like the Mike Thomas of old. Okay, give me the New Orleans Saints to win this division. Folks, I don't think Tampa Bay makes the playoffs this year. Sorry, Belaz brothers. I'm just going to keep moving now. <laughs> give me Baker to maybe win that first game, but I don't I don't know. I, I, them in Atlanta ain't going to be that good. The last and final division that we haven't talked about, NFC West, maybe the second best con- division in all of football behind the AFC West. Give me the Rams. I, I just got to see what Trey Lance can do. I, I feel like the Cardinals can't finish. They got to show me they can. And Seattle is just not going to have a good year. Uh, give me give me the Los Angeles Rams with the confidence of a champion. Uh, underrated quarterback. I think Matt Stafford, while not a Hall of Famer, while not one of the top five quarterbacks in the league, a very underrated and obviously championship caliber quarterback, Cooper Cup, get that running game going with Akers. You bring in a guy like Allen Robinson, who I think can still move. And obviously that defense has superstars uh, from top to bottom. So there you have it, folks. In the AFC, Buffalo, Baltimore, Indianapolis, and the L.A. Chargers. In the NFC, Philadelphia, Green Bay, Nolens, and the Los Angeles Rams. There's your PC Tunney division winners. I got one more thing for you this week. Let's roll it. Let's make some money. Let's crush that man. Let's make sure we got some fantastic the overpriced Christmas presents this year, and it starts week one. The Locks, the locks of, of the week. week. That's right, folks. PC Tunney going to give you three locks every single week. This week, give me those Saints I just talked to you about. Minus the five and a half. That's a big-time lock for me this week. I like the Saints going down to Atlanta and showing that we're going to be the ones to take care of this division. I'm on the Jameis Winston train this year. Two-two Saints. Minus five and one half points. All right. My next lock of the week. We're going to go to Tennessee. 
even though I see Tennessee regressing as a team this year, they're still good enough to beat the New York football Giants. And they're still good enough to beat the New York football Giants by at least a touchdown. Double-digit victory. I really like Tennessee 27-13 over the Giants. Easy cover. That's our second lock of the week. Choo-choo! All right, last lock of the week. We're not picking against the point spread. We're picking the over and under. Tampa Bay heading to Dallas. Big-time shootout here. Big-time passing yardage. Aerial display. The Cowboys get it done, and this game goes well over the 50 and one-half number. This game will be halfway through the third quarter. This game will have scored at least 51 points. Choo-choo! Mark it down. Your locks of the week. Give me the Saints minus five and a half. The Titans minus five and a half. Tampa Bay, Dallas over 50 and one half. And those are your week one. The locks of the week. Folks, I really want to thank you for tuning in this week. Listening to PC Tiny. Next week, we're going to get some more of the crew in here for week two. And you can see just how well my picks did for you. Lord Football is back. Like I said, you're excited. Feel these nipples. It's going to be a great season. Tons of great games week one. Tons of great talent on the field. Get your fantasy football lineups tweaked. Get your information there. Figure out what you're going to do. Where are you watching the games? What are you eating? Is your recliner in Super Bowl condition? (laughs) I got to tell you, folks, whether you're going to a party, whether you're hanging out at home, you know, whether you just got every single piece of equipment open so you can follow every single fantasy football stat, you know that it's football season, and I am so happy. I cannot wait. I really can't. Follow me at PC Tunney. Follow this show at ChairShot NFL and listen to everything on ChairShot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com. We'll see you next week. Long live Lord Football! TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? 
Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.